global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The S&P and NASDAQ both trading at records. The Dow also higher. And our afternoon call brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility? Minimum volatility strategies may be able to help to learn more. Please visit blackrock.com slash factors prepared by blackrock investments llc now right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call here he is bill maloney and good afternoon charlie like you said main u.s averages are climbing right now a dow currently higher by 44 points S&P's gain 11, while the Nasdaq climbs 37. The small cap 600 is up 9 points, and the U.S. 10-year yield at 2.27%. Ten of the main 11 S&P sectors are trading higher, led by gains in energy, materials, and health care. Modest losses for telecom. Nasdaq Biotech's rise 41, transport slipped 66. Semis gained 8, and the VIX is down by 2%. Leaders to the upside in the Dow are Cisco, Boeing, and DuPont. And IBM led to the downside, dropping 4.5%. After its earnings, Vertex soared as much as 26% on drug study results, while Northern Trust fell as much as 10.3% after its earnings. Note that American Express, Qualcomm, and Alcoa all report after the bell. Live from the First of Bacon News, that's Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type of squawk, SQUAWK on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie, thank you so much. This portion of Bloomberg Markets brought to you by Interactive Brokers, offering direct market access to products in more than 100 markets in 24 countries with transparent, low commissions, low margin loan rates, and best price execution. Visit IBKR.com slash for more information, this is Bloomberg. One of these days you're gonna break glass. Don't bring me down. Well, our next guest has some thoughts on maybe where the market goes next, and he says maybe President Trump could pop the equity bubble. It's a Bloomberg View piece on the Bloomberg Today, and it's the view of Kamal Shri Kumar, president and founder of Shri Kumar Global Strategies, on the phone from Santa Monica, Santa Monica, California. Hey, Shri, nice to be talking with you. Um, read your story. Tell me a little bit for our listeners why you think President Trump might bring kind of the equity bubble, um, might actually burst it. Yeah, from a Trump viewpoint, Carol, there were two parts which led to a sharp increase in equity prices from November 8th onward. The first was the expectation that there was going to be a lot of stimulus in the form of infrastructure spending. And second, you were going to have a reduction in the level of regulation, which was very good for uh, bank equity prices. So those were, you're going to have stimulus on the one side, deregulation on the other, and they were expected to give a stimulus. And especially if you have tax reform, Carol, um, and you were valuing a company at 20 times earnings, suddenly it is as if with a 30% reduction, you are valuing it at a much lower price earnings multiple, and in which case you would want to go into the stock that you did not before. Those were all the reasonings. But the other side of the Trump platform was an increase in terms of trade restrictions because the president-elect had indicated that there was going to be uh, imposition of tariffs on countries like Germany on the European side, Mexico and China, because they were taking unfair advantage of the higher cost of U.S. labor and they were flooding the U.S. markets. 
The problem with taking trade sanctions is that it's never one-sided. It leads to a retaliation by the trading partners. It tends to have an impact of uh, reducing the level of global trade and global growth, and which are going to be very negative for the markets. The bottom line, Carol, is that after the initial months when stimulus seemed to be getting the upper hand, more recently, week after week, we are getting news about trade restrictions. Uh, for instance, in the case of Mexico, the U.S. president repeated that he was going to have a wall on the southern border with Mexico to pay for it. In the case of China, there are sanctions being talked about because China did not help on the North Korea negotiations. And Germany, again, has been declared as a bad country for how much of uh, cars that they are selling into this country. All of this, along with the fact that the stimulus measures seem to be stuck in Congress. There is no tax reform. There's no expectation of infrastructure spending until the health care bill passes. And that is where we are. On the two sides, we have a lack of stimulus. On the other side, you have uh, increased right. trade restrictions. That's me, what I'm talking about. It makes complete sense, Sri. I totally agree with you. But let me just ask you, um, even, I know, high expectations when Donald Trump was elected in terms of what he would do on regulations and tax policy and infrastructure spending, and we haven't seen any of it play out as of yet. Having said that, investors tend to like also when nothing gets done, meaning nothing gets worse from a regulatory standpoint, nothing gets worse from a tax structure standpoint. You know, sometimes they like gridlock in Washington where things kind of just maintain the status quo. I had an earlier guest said we're kind of in a Goldilocks moment. You know, there's no inflation. Things kind of just keep chugging along. Um, growth, not tremendous, but we have growth. So, you know, I put that out with you that that might provide, um, you know, some rest for the weary, if you will, when it comes to investors. Uh, Carol, that's an excellent point. I think uh, gridlock in Washington, lack of action by the U.S. government, they are both positive uh, moves, provided the private market is chugging along by itself well enough and the government can only spoil it. But look at how this situation is different from that scenario. Here, the markets went up because they wanted the government to intervene. They wanted the government to take steps to deregulate. They wanted the government to spend money on infrastructure. Right. And so here, the expectation that caused the equity prices to rise was a specific moves on the part of the government rather than a gridlock. But we still have the S&P 500, tree from just before the election. It's still up 18, 19 percent. So, so investors haven't totally said, ah, this is not a great environment. I, I, I'm going to run. And even on trade policy, you do see the Trump team kind of backpedaling. They haven't thrown out NAFTA com- completely. Just got about 20 seconds. So, you know, things that we've heard on the campaign trail have kind of been tempered back. Yep, you're right. Uh, in, a, in a quick answer would be there is still some amount of stimulus left, but if you have the Fed increasing interest rates and these uh, stimulus mm-hmm. measures don't work out, that that is going to be very negative. That's right. the point. Right. Got it. Interesting read, uh, and I found it fascinating when I, I read it in the early hours this morning, and uh, good to get a chance to talk with you, Sri. Sri Kumar, President Founder, Sri Kumar Global Strategies. On the phone from Santa Monica, California. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. You can check out uh, Shree's 
story, his view, commentary, just go to Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.